What's up, everybody? Josiah Leroy here. This is our first spoiler cast of the year. Wow. Feels like it was just yesterday, but really, it was a few months back. We did Star Wars The Last Jedi. Uh, so, with me today, I'll go around the room. Jimbo. Well, hello. Mr. Pavlock. Yo. You have nice lettuce. Yeah, the uh, the hair's finally starting to <laughs> grow, grow out a bit. I was just saying, I liked your salad. That uh, <laughs> to my left, a very first time. First of many, TK421. Hello. Tom Colbert, not Colbert. Whoa, whoa. Ease up there, buddy. Let him let him finish the introduction <laughs> first. He's got all the nicknames. I'm not, this way. I'm not it, new at all. It's rain fine. it back. Rain it in a little bit. Pavlok's like, he will kill you. <laughs> Tom, Tom, can I talk to you off air real quick? So, uh, we just got out of the theater. We saw Black Panther. Uh, as always, this is a spoiler cast. Yes, it's a spoiler cast, Tom. Uh, if you have not seen the movie, do not listen to this. Just bookmark it and come back after you have seen it uh full spoilers for the duration of the podcast so first thoughts you know i was gonna say pavlak this is the first movie you saw this year right yes it is this is the first movie you guys have seen mm, want one yeah sure i <laughs> I, I don't know i i star yeah wars it must was, have been i i saw star wars in theaters after the calendar year but it really, really must the first be. movie I saw this year was The Room, and that's why I kind of brought it up yeah. to Tom. Hmm. I'm obsessed with The Room. I have an article at thegeekiverse.com on my experience with The Room, the cult classic from Tommy Wiseau. Wait, are we talking about movie in a theater or just... In a theater. Okay. Yeah, yeah. this was definitely <laughs> first time in the theater. Blockbuster okay. for me this year. Well, don't worry, because in March I'm, we've got no. five weekends worth of, of movies. We got uh. plenty. So I want to go around a little bit here. I don't care who goes first. What were... Or what was your overall reaction to Black Panther? What was your overall thought? I'll go first. Hell, I, I loved it. Um, I said this to you immediately after we got out of there. It didn't feel like a su- like a superhero movie. Um, there What's were <sighs> There were elements of, I would say, fantasy, sci-fi in there that you traditionally don't see in superheroes. But more so than anything else, just the amount of world building that went into that. Typically, a superhero movie... Uh, takes place in modern day, um, you know, whether it's America, Europe, somewhere like that. It takes place in modern day where you really can't change up your history, your cultures, your mythology, things like this. Wakanda is its own place with its own historical background, its mythology, its um, religious beliefs. Uh, they're, they're down to their clothing and their rituals. So they did a lot of world building that you see out of like a high fantasy, uh, like a Lord, just like, for example, a Lord of the Rings or um, a sci-fi franchise where you basically you create the world itself as you know, the story creator um, down to their culture, their way of life, their politics, which was a huge, huge theme in this. Um, the, I thought they did it in a relatively tasteful way. Yeah, for part. sure. I know if you know me, I've always been since the Geekiverse started, and that's par- partially why the Geekiverse started. I don't want to talk politics. Like, there's too much of that going on in social media. That's what the world is. It's no fun. It's toxic, as, as Pete Hur would say. <clears throat> but I thought they did it in an okay way. That wasn't... Um, well, it was very universal. They did... I mean, they... Allu- way to put it. They, it al- broad. they alluded to some specific subjects that are prominent nowadays, but it had a, had a very universal feel to it. It, it I mean, obviously, you know, there were some subtle written, you know, nods and references to specific topics. But even if you're not up to date with any matters that are um, current, I was fine with it. Yeah. It, you know, regardless of 
of what you feel on specific topics. I thought it was it was fine. Very broad themes that I think anybody could relate to and identify with. I think that's fair. I um I, one thing with the world building before we move on that you and I Pavlak always talk about is um, Marvel did this very well with their world building in their Marvel Cinematic Universe overall is that they tease these characters and in, in the big ensemble movies and then they get their own solo movie. In certain cases, it works. In certain cases, it doesn't. Like Justice League did it that way and it didn't work. Here, you know, we got an Iron Man, we got a Hulk, we got a Captain America and a Thor before we got Avengers. And then we got Avengers and then they teased other characters. So in, in Captain America Civil War, we got a slight tease for Spider-Man and Black Panther. It was their first, ent- it was their entry point. Right. And it was it was more than a tease. But after that, I think fans, at least I was like, holy crap, I want a Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland. I want a Black Panther movie. I never knew I wanted it. Like, I, I just, I, I wanted it really bad at that point. And I think they did a really good job with that. Because that was 2016. This has been one of, on my radar for a long time now. As soon as Civil War happened. You know, it goes to show that even with those massive ensemble movies, these solo superhero films can still tell an epic, you know, sprawling, yeah. emotionally resonating story. So, Jamie, what what did you think of this? What thought, what oh. stood out to you? I thought it was awesome. Um, I went in with not a ton of expectations for some reason, just because I didn't, I didn't know a lot about the characters or anything, but... I loved it, and I'm not usually one to point this out, but um, I thought they had a lot of strong female characters, and that's going to be, I feel like, mm-hmm. a huge topic of conversation. So what what made you love it? The characters, and how, I don't know, how deep they were. Like, I got emotional during this movie, so I feel like I had a connection to a lot of them. Were there any particular moments that made you feel that way? Like, anything that kind of like tugged at your heartstrings or made you, I guess... What pulled you in? Relationships, ensemble, the history, just the actors' performances? All of the above. But, like, the first thing I thought of when you asked that was when the country of Wakanda was at war with itself because of their little new king. Like, I don't know. That made me tear up because they were Because they there. had this, like, <laughs> yeah. perfect record, or it felt that way kind of yeah. before, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and so then out of nowhere, they're just against each other. this idiot comes and tears it up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who is one of the best MCU and just comic <laughs> villains in general, I feel. I thought he was Super- good. I, I, he's I, not Loki good, though. Oh, no. Well, actually, no I, one is Loki good. Well, you're right. He's probably better. <laughs> <laughs> no. Those are fighting uh-huh. words. <laughs> uh, I, Lou, uh, Lou Matuzo, who wrote our review, uh, he would probably agree with you. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, but, but Tom, what stood out? Anything? What did you think of the movie overall? Uh, overall, I thought it was it was great. Uh, I didn't. I mean, you guys touched on a lot of it, but like Jamie said, the the cast really brought it together. Um, I went in relatively blind for the whole thing. Didn't know what to expect from it, but after seeing it, at, um, like uh, Jeff talked about, it was um, very sci-fi elements mixed in with like yeah. spy things and different genres were kind of all mashed together. I think I miss you miss spy. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I I think it's awesome that you bring up the spy part because um when black panther uh, t'challa is going through um with his younger sister and she's showing him all of the you know little gadgets and she was like the cue exactly that so so gave me um you know evoked a memory of cue 
explaining to Bond all the new gadgets yeah, and toys that he was coming up with. What, and then when what they go to that kind of feeling, right? Like... And then when they go to the casino and you know they're kind of doing this co you know covert uh, you know sneak attack on Claw, it just it felt such like a James Bond. And it was better yeah. than, the, than the Star Wars casino scene for sure. So. Oh, agreed, <laughs> sure. agreed. Yeah, came to bite me. Uh, <laughs> with uh, so you guys want to get into lose review or the box office numbers? Let's start with the box office numbers. Mm, right. Numbers. Numbers, numbers, numbers. Which are going to be very, very nice. You know <laughs> I love this. So, a few things. <laughs> uh, we reported a, a, I guess it would have been about a month ago. Uh, this set a record in terms of Fandango presale for a, a Marvel Cinematic Universe film. No small task. Uh, Thursday, so we're recording this on Friday, February 16th. Uh, last night, it reportedly, from Variety, did $25.2 million. Uh, Captain America Civil War did 25. That's pretty awesome. And that would have been the, the third movie in that uh, cap line so far. Anyway, uh, it is the second highest uh, opening night movie for an MCU film. So uh, Age of Ultron was the only one that, that beat that. Okay. Tw- $27.6 uh, That is saying a lot. And it's so funny how we, we always uh, run the numbers on, on these. Uh, and just about any movie that we talk about. But with Marvel, like... You know, we're approaching 20 movies we can compare in its own little universe. It's just, it's phenomenal. And it's amazing because, I mean, we're just a couple months away from Infinity War, which is biggest Marvel movie yet, one of the biggest movies of our time. And this, this you know, lone solo superhero movie for a character that a lot of people outside the comic sphere probably don't know a lot about. And it's just crushing it. It's hitting it with the mainstream. Even as, like I said, we're just we're we're building up to this huge, massive ensemble movie, and you know one superhero is able to capture our, our imaginations like this right now. Reminds me a little bit of Ant Man a few years ago. Felt yeah, like we were exhausted by the big superhero film, and that came out right after Age of Ultron. It'll be the same thing this year. We're gonna get Ant Man and the Wasp after, uh, so two months after Avengers. Um, the Projected opening weekend is 170 million, which is wonderful. That would make it a top five MCU film, just behind Iron Man three at 174 million. Uh, in terms of standalone movies, so any uh, superhero movie in the MCU that doesn't have a sequel yet, uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming had hit 117 million. Uh, so this would obviously, you know, go past that. Um, in terms of comparable movies for opening night, if we go a few years back to the wildly popular Deadpool on Valentine's Day, uh, that was $12.7 million, which was great at the time. Uh, and then uh, Batman vs. Superman was $27.7 million opening night, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it slowed down a little bit. But yeah, that being said, those are rock-solid numbers. Where are you guys at in terms of Marvel or superhero fatigue? Has it set in yet? To an extent. And how? Uh, I have grown a little tired of the um, emphasis placed on its form of comedy. The quick, snappy one-liners that you know Tony Stark is f- famous for conversations where it's just one snarky remark back at each other back and forth there's this didn't have a lot of that no and that's why i appreciate this i liked its you know more grounded tone to there there were a couple moments where it felt like they were killing 
um, the tone of the scene with an unnecessary joke, but not like, say, Guardians 2, which was more of a comedy than felt like a superhero movie. I had times. some issues with Guardians 2, and I, I, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, that is my Marvel franchise that I love. And unfortunately, it just felt like uh, felt like they knew they were funny unexpectedly after the first one and just they went for it and yeah. it didn't work out um, try to play to you know try to play it off it's like oh yeah this worked the first time let's you know turn up the volume on it exactly uh so i think this felt like the like the freshest marvel movie i've seen in a long time thor was like the climax in terms of comedy it was oh i agree so ridiculously funny this had its moments but they were few and far between as you guys mentioned, it had all these elements from sci-fi. You had the casino scene. It was all over the place. Had a little bit of world building. But at the, at the same time, uh, just it, it felt like by far, it felt like a reboot of the franchise in a way. I know, or a refresh. Maybe that's a better way to put it. I think it was just so different from any other movie that they've already done. It, it was timed perfectly for me. Agreed. Are you feeling fatigued at all on, on Marvel or superheroes in general? I, I guess a little bit. I mean, it's my favorite genre other than comedy, so I, I kind of want to say keep them coming. But at the same time, the, a lot of the themes are the same. A lot of the like, there's a power struggle. There's always a lot of people getting hurt. Just it's like a lot of the same stuff. But if they keep the stories fresh, then I'm up for it. There's only so many stories you can tell. I mean, we're, mm-hmm. you know, you can tell at the same time in the, in this in different ways. But you're right, that could get stale. Um, I'm not at the level of fatigue. I always think I'm going to be after the next movie I'm seeing. I thought I was going to be there with Thor. I when we got there in November, I was like, you know what, this is probably it. Um, I, if if Thor was like the, if Ragnarok was like the first two films in that trilogy specifically, I felt like I would have been a little bit tired, but I was not. That just launched me forward. I know it was hysterical, but I was okay with that for this this one. So I, I told Pavlok in the theater, too, I appreciated that they didn't just go for the, the cheap humor in this one. Not that it's always cheap, but it's got its moments. Um, wh- I'm going to touch on Lou's review, so you can read our full spoiler-free review at thegeekiverse.com if you've got a friend that hasn't seen the movie and wants to know a little bit about it. Uh, he gave it a 9 out of 10, which is pretty high score, obviously. Uh, that's an outstanding score for a movie. Uh, he said it was a heartfelt, impactful fun, resonant entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, unlike anything that has come before it. T'Challa's story is full and rich, and Ryan Coogler, Chadwick Boseman, and the rest of the cast and crew did a wonderful job of bringing it to life. Excuse me. Setting it on a course that will impact the MCU for years to come. Yes, the film proved once and for all how badass the Black Panther and the country of Wakanda are, but it likewise showed to be true to oneself while also helping a hurting world and those in need. I'm sure I'm not alone in looking forward to Avengers Infinity War in a few short months, but Black Panther, the movie, and the hero is just what this world needs right now. So he kind of highlighted uh, some of the, the positives and negatives on on why he got to a 9 out of 10. Um, and you know we can touch on those in just a, a second here, but do you guys largely agree with that score? Where would you put it? Yeah, I'm in that ballpark. I'm in the ballpark it's... too. I think I, I might lean closer to 8, but... I need uh, to let it marinate a little bit more for me. I agree. I can't score a movie immediately after seeing it because I think I'm just too amped up. But um, I would say I'm pretty much, yeah, eight or nine, something around there. 
my my last Jedi score would have been drastically different uh, if I had written it right away because my opinion it changed on it a lot. Well, there's uh, certain there's always you know themes messages um, that you don't necessarily pick up on right away. Uh, you know, allusions yeah. to um, other subjects that you don't necessarily realize right away. Like I'm sure there's going to be references to um, you know events, subjects that we you know didn't catch the first time that we watched this. You know yeah. maybe certain um, historical events that it was alluding to um, that we just don't know about because you know it's it's, it's a little bit it, maybe it's an obscure event or something yeah, like that. I, I think like Star Wars: The Last Jedi in particular was polarizing for me because I it's not what I expected at first and then I went back removed those expectations and I just I understood it the second time I saw it maybe I didn't quite grasp its depth and that was big for me this one maybe it would be the same way but I'm you know pretty confident that I'll I'll feel the same that I do now which I'd, I'd have it in the 8 out of 10 ballpark but Tom where would so Lou scored this a 9 out of 10 where would you have it is that is that close for you like Give me your thoughts on that. Uh, I would say it's pretty close. Um, pr- probably seven and a half, eight would be the same for me as well. Um, okay. Just because it was different, I guess. I mean, a lot of other movies, I just would go like a flat like seven or eight as well, I guess. But I guess for different reasons for each movie. Yeah. Um, th- this one more so being um, th- the cast and the setup of the entire story and the build um, was a lot better and different than the other movies that I've seen in the Marvel Universe. So. I can get behind that for sure. Um, well, we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to go into uh, just a quick break here uh, in segment two. We're going to go a little bit more into some of Lou's uh, bullet points for the review. We're going to talk about the cast uh, and characters list, uh, how this affects the MCU moving forward, and of course, those extra end scenes that we got. Uh, so before we get to break, I just want to mention uh, the Geekiverse channel here on iTunes and SoundCloud. We've got a bunch of podcasts. We've got a new podcast every week. Uh, this week, obviously, you got a bonus episode because we got Black Panther. But uh, you are going to have a new episode of Girls Who Geek. What are you guys talking about, Jamie? Movie trailers? Yeah, we're going to be talking about all of the movie trailers that just released around Super Bowl time and Olympics time. There have been so many, and we are super excited about it. <laughs> Awesome. So you'll get our reactions. So actually, this is a three podcast week because we're also doing a, a Geek Scott game and we're going to chronicle the year in video games uh, ahead, preview it for you in 2018. So uh, for Tom Pavlock and Jamie, I'm Josiah. We'll be back in just a moment. What's up, geeks? Just want to remind you of our fantastic YouTube channel. Next time you go to the Geekiverse on YouTube, be sure to subscribe. That way you don't have to search or hunt or find or look for anything that is our great content. Then it'll go right into your YouTube feed, and then boom, you know what's happening when it comes to the Geekiverse. Then share it with your friends. We want other people to join in. And tell us if you don't like it. We don't care. We're just having fun. We want you to have fun with us. Be sure to subscribe, share, favorite, like, thumbs up, thumbs down, up, down, left, right. I don't know what I'm saying anymore, so let's get to the show. Geekiverse YouTube. Do it. Welcome back to the Black Panther spoiler cast. Uh, we're talking about those very, very interesting 
uh, lip gauges, I guess. You said lip plate? Lip plate, yep. All right. So I, I, I plead ignorance here. I've never seen that ever. Like, I've never seen... It, it's like an ear gauge, um, but in also known lip. Also known as lip plug or lip disc. Yeah. I you going to say lip dick. <laughs> <laughs> I would never say that. Oh, damn it. Um, I just thought that it was interesting. Uh, but, like, we mentioned that one guy with the green suit was... I, oh, yeah, his suit God, I cold. want that suit. I want to know what tailor he went to, because that is the bombing suit I've ever seen. That was damn awesome. <laughs> uh, all right, so... We're back again. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. If you haven't seen it, uh, you don't want to listen just yet. But uh, we should probably put out a quick thank you. Our YouTube channel hit 1,000 subscribers this week. It may not sound like much to us. That is a big deal as a small YouTuber. Uh, We had to hit that in less than a month, actually, uh, in order to stay in YouTube's partner program. And that allows us to make the content that we do. uh, And it will allow us to actually make a lot more of it. So thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, we're just getting started when it comes to video content, so please tell a friend. That's youtube.com slash thegeekiverse. And tell us yourself, what kind of content do you want to see on that channel? So for Black Panther, the cast list, I'm going to go to Tom. First off, who do we want to talk about? I'm going to imagine it rhymes with Shadwick Closeman. It was close. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll start with uh, Chadwick Boseman, and I'm probably going to butcher everybody's name on this cast list. So That's okay. We're going to get I can, I can, I can help you with that. Okay. So I have translators. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he did a fantastic job. We'll start with that. Um, he made his first appearance in Marvel Universe in Captain America Civil War. Yep. Right? Okay. Uh, and he was known before that for Marshall and Message from the King. Which I have not seen, but oh, he ironic. had he had to do um, an accent for that as well, and I saw on Wikipedia actually that he used the same dialect coach that he had from Message from the King. What is his natural for this spoken? Does, does he? He's, like, American, kind of He's American, so I think okay. he from just South has Carolina. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's phenomenal. He's very good. That's really really good. Mm-hmm. I I had no idea. I mean, I also didn't know that he's forty. Yeah. Right? Dude's 40 years old. He don't no. look like, look at at all. Speaking of which, you brought up something interesting. Yeah. Um, his mother, Ramonda, yeah. um, take a guess how old she is. All right. Because she also looks phenomenal for her age. So I, I had guessed earlier that she was younger than Chadwick just because I was like, oh, you know, Chadwick's so old, really. He's 40. <laughs> but, like, I was wrong. So Angela Bassett? Yes. You go first. I don't know, but I want to say she's older than him. I want to say something in the 50s range. I mean, she looks super young, but... Pick a number. 53. All right. Tom. Tom. I want to go last so I can, like, price, price no. is right. At, no. right. <laughs> price is right. One oh, dollar. <laughs> uh, I, I, well, I, I initially said 60. Um, that seems kind of high, but I'm just going to go with it just in case. What'd you say? You go over, you lose. She said 53. I said 53. That's what she said. Earlier, I said 58. (laughs) Boom! Michael Scott. I said that's what she said. (laughs) I was thinking almost exactly actually in the middle. Uh, 57. 59. Wow. Ooh. Looks incredible. Uh, But you went over, so you lose, right? Oh, come on. Price is right? All right, Drew, relax. If we're playing by those rules or not. (laughs) Okay, so that is really... Wow. That's incredible. Two actors... that Who is have not aged a day. That is the definition of cougar. <laughs> 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 Tell me I'm wrong. 
Why did everyone back away from their mics when I said that? All because right. we were laughing. You sons of guns. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Tom, who else was in the movie? All right. Um, a, lot, a big ensemble cast from other geeky movies that we love. Yeah, oh, yeah. Definitely. We have uh, Michael B. Jordan, um, not to be confused with Space Jam Michael Jordan. No, no, Space Jam. No, That's Space Jam is what for. he's from, and he never played basketball in his life. And what wow. a performance! What's by basketball? This is the Geekiverse, not anything else. <laughs> what not a the basketballverse! Uh, he was most notable for his roles in Creed, um, the TV show Friday Night Lights. And he was in Fantastic Four, which got mixed reviews. Oh, that's where I know his face from. Um, He also did a fantastic job in this movie, though. I will say that. (laughs) He was really good. Pavlok, you said uh, Loki level. I think this is one of the best MCU villains and just one of the best superhero film villains that we've ever seen. I've always said that there is a huge difference between a villain and an antagonist. And I think Killmonger is more so an antagonist than a villain because his motivations, he's not malicious. I mean, he's ruthless, but he, you know, you kind of understand why he's doing what he's doing. Like he has uh, an intent, like his background. I mean, he, he was wronged. I mean, he was, he's he's got motivations that make sense. You know, you almost agree with what he's doing. And that's one of the, most unnerving things you can ever design in a villain or an antagonist. And it's how sca- many people in Wakanda just decided to follow him? I love that devotion. Like, that's awesome. I, I know it's misguided in a way, but man, it's set up for a really nice story. You know, he's, um, you, like you said, his motivations are understandable. Um, he's not doing it just strictly for personal gain. He has... You know, in his mind, what he's doing is right. And in a way, he is kind of correct. You know, Wakanda was, um, it, it maybe did let the world down at times. And even T'Challa eventually comes to see um, that there is some legitimacy to his to his, uh, his plan. Uh, like when he goes into the astral plane for the second time and tells his father and all the other kings, you, you guys were wrong. And I think that's one of the coolest elements you can ever have with a villain or antagonist when their ideology is accepted to a, uh, an extent by your hero. Yeah, I agree. I So antagonist versus villain. I like that premise a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sh- sure I would have agreed with you until you made your point. Uh, He's the enemy to our protagonist, but he is not evil i would say that's the best way i that's the best way i would put it at the same time anytime he was on screen once he got to wakanda i thought he was super intimidating he oh, was yeah. scary oh my like god downright like i think to me uh, the best kind of villain or antagonist in this case is the kind that you're like i have no idea how they're going to take him down well there was almost like um there was, there was a fine line for like whoever the king was i guess one of the quotes from um was it uh the child's dad t'chaka t'chaka yep. um he t- talked about how like if you're a good person it's harder to be a king right because because Mm. you won't cross a certain line that's crazy foreshadowing too because even though killmonger eventually takes over the throne obviously doesn't last very long Mm -hmm. that's um i i remember when he mentioned that line in the i believe it's the first time when t'challa goes to the astral plane Mm -hmm. but i didn't i didn't think it would ever mean anything more than just oh you know you got you know sometimes you have to do the hard things to be king i didn't think that would ever kind of um i love that connect to killmonger's 
very brief reign. He's and so right also, too. And it also, I mean, he was saying it's hard to be king if you're a good person because he killed his own brother and then swept it under the rug because he thought oh, it would be best yeah. for Wakanda. Spoilers. That's right. Dude, I'm joking. it's a spoiler <laughs> cast. Get out. <laughs> I'm still grasping this. Get out of my house. <laughs> He's un- so, like, are we allowed to talk spoilers on here? Or, like, what's, what's up with that? Spo- spoilers, yes. Blink ones. Yes. Okay. okay. But no, no, I think Killmonger is a fantastic villain. Um, you sympathize with him a bit. And when you sympathize with your villain or antagonist, that's, I think that's when you get connected to him. In my opinion, he had the right idea. But executed it the wrong way. Right. Of, yeah. You know. His. Well, I'll in, say this. He, he wasn't right for doing what he did. But like, it, like Pav said, it's dangerous when you can sympathize, and it's almost scary that you can see yourself agreeing with that. Um, I, I what I thought was interesting too was T'Challa thought he kind of defied his father, and in a way proved you, you can you can be good. Like it, mm. it's. Yeah. I guess he never said you can't be good, but he proved that it, it can be done. You can make decisions that don't always have to, to go along with the past uh, kings and mantras and things of that nature. And, and you can do the right thing while still being the king in a strong sense. And that's the conflict that T'Challa has in this and that he has to accept the sins of his lineage. Um, but he, you, know, y- you can accept you know, the mistakes of your past without ignoring them you can accept them and you can say i'm gonna make things better from here on out i'm not going to ignore them but i'm also not going to repeat them and i think that's super important in life too like whatever time frame whatever country whatever empire we're talking about i I never ever think you should ignore history because that's that's why it's there it's what we were taught in school right so you don't repeat your mistakes I think that was really nice. In a lot of ways, Killmonger isn't even the enemy. Isn't even the enemy in this so much as it is the past that it is for T'Challa. Yeah. The real enemy, the real thing he's fighting against, is all of the mistakes and sins of the um, the past in Wakanda. I think though too, like, but by the end of the movie, he kind of finds like a balance on how he wants to rule. Right. But we don't get to see what happens ten years from now. So like, okay, he makes a decision at the end of the movie, but now, okay, is he gonna? do a Tony Stark situation where it actually be like the opposite of Tony Stark, I guess, because he has good intentions than his dad did, but, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's, uh, there's some good symmetry. <laughs> he's not, there. he's not selling weapons on purpose, but he's, I don't know, well, sharing he's technology. Well, yeah. he's, withholding, he's withholding deterrence. Yeah. Right. That not could make turrets, the world. Deterrence. <laughs> he's withholding Tide Pods. Yeah. <laughs> no, From the children. do because they're bad. Share the Tide Pods. We don't want the world to have Tide Pods. We uh, do. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good point with Iron Man. Well, who else? Who else was in the movie? Top so the other villain in the movie um, was Mr. Claw. Um, <laughs> the, Utilis well, Claw. Ulysses. Ulysses Claw. Told you I was going to butcher this. It's a great name. Um, but it was played by the great Andy Serkis. Yes. Um, Such an underrated actor. If you don't know him, God. he's from uh, the Planet of the Apes trilogy. He's from Lord of the Rings trilogy. He was Snoke in Star Wars. Um, he's been he's in everything big. Everything Give him an Oscar recent. already. He's great. He, we, we saw his real face in a movie, which was nice. I know. Yeah. That, <laughs> I said that today. I said, I don't know if I've ever seen Andy Serkis's real like face and like the real him in a movie because he's always been Snoke well, and Gollum. and in Return of the King. But well, <laughs> you see. You're saying not the, the whole like Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you I see? I like his look, which sounds stupid, but like, he, he really crazy. pulled it off. He was well, crazy. He was crazy looking. Buff. Well, we did <laughs> see him in... Ultron, right? 
Yes, yes. Okay, briefly. So I don't know if you guys want to talk about Ultron because I do not remember that scene at all. <laughs> He's in there for a couple scenes. It's not a very large part. Uh, it's and they're t- they're talking about vibranium, vibranium, which is a nice foreshadowing for a few years down the road here. Yeah. So it, I like his hand gets torn off by Ultron, which is a nice callback. Uh, when he was firing up his weapon, did you guys hear that Iron Man wind up? That well, that's no, no. I never even caught that. Anytime he went to fire that weapon, it was just like Iron Man, and it was. I was like, okay, okay, I see you there. Um, but yeah, so he was in Age of Ultron. They planted that seed a few years ago. Obviously, funny. I think we all kind of picked up on it that he was interrogated by Bilbo, <laughs> uh, which is great. But a lot, a lot of fun little. Who's also in the movie? <laughs> yes, a lot of fun reunions. And Bilbo was the good guy. I, so, before I forget, when it comes to Michael B. Jordan's character, yes, I thought for a second when they were talking about his uh, his involvement uh, with the U.S. military and the CIA and all that. I thought that that was like a fake thing. I thought like he had fooled them. Oh. Uh. You know what I, like I thought? That it was real. I thought that when he first showed up in Wakanda and and uh, Ross said, you know, he's one of ours. I thought it was going to be a good thing. I thought he was going to come in and like try to just integrate into the culture because he had never been to Wakanda. He was like cheated out of that life. And I don't know. I just thought it was going to be a good thing and then he ended up being this horrible villain who just wanted to be king i could be wrong but i want to say like you know how he had all like all those like bumpy scars across him yes i believe each one was meant to represent it was for a, a kill, kill. Yeah, yes. yeah each one was meant to represent a kill yeah. and that's why he's loaded up on him how does he keep track because i feel like in the middle of a battle he's gonna kill a lot of people i uh, well uh, I, where are the new scars for uh for like claw and uh his his girlfriend. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, that's that's well, true. Um, with him and like him training though, I guess um, everyone in Wakanda, I say right Wakanda. Yeah. Yes, his like training and him especially, he was training his whole life to become a king and kind of take over. So everyone in in Wakanda is training in Wakanda. He had nowhere nowhere to train besides the military. I want to know how so, he knew everything about Wakanda. It well, must have been from his father's book. They sh- yeah, they show him right. like in his flashback finding his father's journal which has like the ring in it and um, I guess it's like written in a different language and the whole thing. So. And I mean obviously his connection to Ulysses Claw. I mean I'm right. sure Lu- Ulysses told him plenty about Wakanda because oh. Ulysses seemed to be one of the very he had very been few. There. Right, he was one of the very very few if only the, the if, I'm sorry possibly the only outsider to go into Wakana and escape with that knowledge. Um, I, I was just so fascinated by Killmonger. I wanted more of him. I actually, you know, one of the few gripes about the movie, if I have any, is that he, he doesn't play a huge role in the first half. You know, once you uh, claw gets killed off, then that's when we start seeing him come into the limelight a bit more. I, I wanted to see more of his background. You kind of, of couldn't tell what side he was on for the first like half of the movie because he starts by, stealing like the artifacts from the museum and he like ki- I don't know if he kills that woman or just like well he doesn't poison well yeah he, like, he, didn't he poison her with the coffee well he just said like hey you're drinking poison but <laughs> okay so <laughs> he subdues her I'm Let's pretty put, sure he, he did it he incapacitates but you can't tell if he's on Claw's side or not and then then he is for a minute and then he kills him and it's like where well we all know why he kills him though that, that's his right. ticket that's his ticket back in right right but before that I had no idea what side he was on. Yeah. <laughs> Just a very fascinating, very 
very deep character you know he's he's not there's no there's you know no black and white with him there's a lot of nuance and a lot of shades of gray to him i mean they, they could do like kind of how star wars had had their rogue one they could do like a marvel military movie with just him like going I, through training and stuff yeah i, mean, I want to see more of, more of him i think I guess he's a fascinating could. character with a so fascinating like background yeah so way? like spinoffs of villains would be really cool Ooh, that would be really cool oh that's that would make things fresh i mean i'm yeah. not totally right you know stalled out at this point but like that would be awesome i mean based on the villain there's some some not so good villains but <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I mean i bet you right now there'd be a large segment of the fan base that would sign up for a loki movie i was gonna say like loki Ooh, would be like i would love that as well give me uh, obadiah stan i want to see more of him don't you mean jobadiah jobadiah <laughs> uh. <laughs> that's one of my favorite videos we ever did when when Beta gets up and talks like he's in the audience. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. I I'm lost so it. Oh my gosh. Rogue Jogan. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I can't believe you remembered that. Right. <laughs> he gets up, Beta. All right, so a few years ago we did like a fake civil war debate video. Like go check it out on our YouTube. It's it's quite interesting. But uh yeah. Uh I digress a little bit. <laughs> and then I know Jamie mentioned um the strong female roles in the movie. I don't know if she wanted to touch base on. Oh, there were those so many there. awesome and I can't say their names in this either. Okay, so. uh, one of my favorites was actually Letitia Wright as Shuri. 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 I don't yes. Know. Um, she is T'Challa's sister, and she, she awesome. is a tech genius. I don't know how old she's supposed to be, but I would guess like late teens, maybe or like. Apparently, she was supposed to be sixteen. In oh my this. gosh! I was just gonna say probably so thirty-five. It, very right? young. <laughs> The actress is probably like 40. Um, 24. Okay. From what I'm seeing here. Way older. Well, that's my age. CGI. (laughs) Anyway, I thought she was super strong. And the relationship that she and T'Challa had, they were so funny together. They just like bounced off each other. That was a really good funny moment when she was filming that. Like you you knew it was coming. You knew what was happening. I don't know how he didn't. She's so spunky. (laughs) He knew, but she she did it anyway. Why why are you filming? (laughs) (laughs) That was good. That was a nice bit of humor there. Yeah. (laughs) Erase that. Um, Like I said, that whole sequence just evoked memories of Q laying out the gadgets to Bond. It was was perfect. I loved that that reference. That was a really good reference. (laughs) Oh, man. I was all about that. (laughs) Um, also on the female list, we have Lupita Nyong'o. You know what? I, I have, like, oh my gosh, I really like her a lot. Do you have a crush on her? I, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't say It's it. not surprising. Uh, She's awesome. Um, I, I, yeah, I've established after seeing her in this movie, I have a crush on her. Yeah. She is good. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Uh, she plays Nakia, who is a spy and awesome. And she's also... Probably a future queen. Yeah, probably the future queen. She has she's a love interest of T'Challa's, and I feel like they go well together. But they're also super strong on their own, both warriors. So I think they go very well together. She's really cool because she's one of the few characters, at least that we see in this story. I'm sure T'Challa has many associates, but like she's one of the few associates of T'Challa's in this who's not, you know, of noble blood or, you know, directly tied to the royal family of Wakanda. So she's Ray. Yeah, well, mm. maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but, you know, she... I mean, That's she, a debate for another time. She's just a spy. Obviously, she's close to him, but, like, the guards, they all, you know, they have a very... They have a duty. They have um, a very close connection to the royal family of Wakanda. And she's just, you know, from what 
is laid out here. She's just a normal, a normal citizen of Wakanda. So she sees the humanity, or not the humanity, but she sees the average or you know civilian sounds silly when you talk about this but bigger picture almost yeah she sees t'challa just as a normal human being she obviously respects him enough as her as her king but she sees just the average everyday wakandan uh citizen in him and i feel like she also um she's looking out for other people like she thinks wakanda should help others too but doesn't I don't know, doesn't like move forward with it. Yeah, she's not tied to that hyper patriotism that some of the other Wakandan citizens, especially like the higher ups and the royal family members have. There was a powerful scene in the middle of the movie right after they thought T'Challa had died where she was like basically saying, hey, we're going off and like we're going to rebel here. Um, And when she basically came to tears and said that she loved him, I thought that that was like a really nice turning point for her character because that was like her admitting okay yeah you know like <laughs> let's get on with this kind of thing yeah i will say though too um a- as his love interest um the movie didn't like slow down at all to be like hey these people are in love yeah, a-, a lot of a lot of a lot of action movies and movies today like have this thing where you're like okay action 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 they're like okay we're gonna stop and just let these this couple talk and say they like each other and then we're gonna go back to the action i liked how they just kind of went with it and the audience connected with it, and they're like okay they like each other and then we, we kept going and See, it was it was good. I thought you really liked that in Attack of the Clones. I, I do. Just, <laughs> I hate sand. That's his favorite part. <laughs> oh, I saw that on a shirt. I hate oh. sand. Uh, it gets everywhere. <laughs> the whole quote. <laughs> yeah, that's and really. It's awesome. just Anakin on a beach and. <laughs> oh no! Oh man! Yeah, gotta love anyway, it. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> New idea. Yeah, that was a really good point. Their pacing kept up with the film's pacing, and by the way. This was two hours and 15 minutes. It did not feel like it. Oh, my gosh. It felt like an hour 15. I kind of went by the time the the final battle was ramping up. I was like, are we really already getting to this point? (laughs) So that's usually a sign of a good movie. Not always. Definitely. I I would have been fine with it being longer. I think there was more they could have explored with Killmonger. I wanted to see more world building of Wakanda. Not that there was insufficient. It's just I want to see more. I was, I'm was i fascinated by that world, that culture, that mythology. Well, you and I both wanted to see more specifically after really the final battle. It just yeah. kind of ended there. That it, would have been my one complaint. It did wrap up a little too neatly. Yeah. Because yeah. you're basically jumping from one king to... It's like they had two different... or Sorry, three different secessions of the king all in a matter of you know, a couple minutes. Well, when they realized T'Challa wasn't dead, they said the challenge wasn't over because nobody won. So, right. So who's the king? And that's why they all divided. Oh. Yeah, that was that was cool. I'm sure there's a little more political turmoil that comes from, oh, the king's dead. Wait, no, he's not. Then what the movie implied. <laughs> then what? <laughs> yeah, it's who do you follow, you know? I mean, it's, it's crazy. I, I think that would be my, my complaint. If I had a second one, I probably we'd all agree there were some weak CG moments, like um, some, yeah. some average backdrops. And uh, I guess you probably expect more out of Marvel, but like the, the rhinos didn't look great. No, the rhinos mm. did not look good. They, they, like they were the, cute. We liked them. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Right. No, my, my only my only complaint, like I said, was there were some scenes which were a little too predictable. But then, like uh, you said before, Josiah, that with movies today, it's hard to like not be like, "Hey, yeah. this is a fresh new movie, hundred percent." Like, I mean, but it, it was still good. It worked very well. But I, was, I guess I'm just used to predicting. Me like, "Oh, this is gonna happen. Oh, this is gonna happen." But right, right. O- only at like two or three parts. But yeah, I felt like it. It, it was predictable, but it didn't. Uh, it didn't slow me down. It didn't hold, hold my opinion back at all. Um, who else we got? Uh, so another one of the female characters that was super strong was Okoye, played by 
Denai Guerrero. Oh gosh. <laughs> Famous for Michonne on Walking Dead and she was awesome in this. I, oh I gosh, love yeah. the all-female right. royal guard. It's the yeah. one telltale so, Walking Dead I haven't played. Another <laughs> the mini oh series. Yeah. Another <laughs> female general. <laughs> She's like General Ghana. Yeah, yeah, she is. She is general. They mention mm-hmm. her by that title once or twice in the movie. Yes, she was and awesome in this. Her loyalty lies with the king, but the second she finds out that T'Challa's not dead, she is right back with him. And I don't know. Well, I she's like kind of got her own conflict too because. You know, yeah, more than her. once she you know she um she remained loyal to strictly wakanda um even after t'challa has apparently been killed she's like I, I, you know i can't follow uh nakia i'm gonna stay here and continue my duty and she eventually learns that wakanda is much more than just wakanda is much more than just a country wakanda is an idea on top of that it's you know it's not just staying loyal to the name or you know, whether it be your flag, your emblem, your the um, the theme of your country. It's staying loyal to the idea and what your country is supposed to be about. It's what's right and wrong. I mean, yeah, essentially, it's like you have to have your own ideas, not like what your country throws at you. Mm-hmm. I guess in a sense. Mm-hmm. Not to get deep here, but <laughs> no, it's <good>. also <laughs> thought provoking. Also, one of the coolest things is just how you know we said how formidable she and the rest of the guards are and i think that's one of the coolest things about this movie and just wakanda in general they're super super high tech far beyond anything that we've really seen um on modern day earth and another another marvel movie and yet they all they still um ascribe to their religion these ritualistic ceremonies yeah, um, their clothing the, the shoulder bump in there they yeah they use um you know handheld weapons you know they they have I love the spears right they like, felt like they were modern and she laughs yeah and she laughs off guns like you know how i think she primitive. says how, they're yeah primitive how, how uncivilized gun. yeah <laughs> like that's just so cool that all this lo-fi tech stuff they they believe in that much more so than their technology oh, the coolest thing that i thought with the technology i'm sorry to jump to this that's but okay. was the cars yeah. that they would like drive remotely the cars and chips and everything that they could drive right from um shuri's lab that was that a great was so cool. chase sequence oh it was gosh. really good probably one of the best i can remember in the mcu there haven't been that many but like yeah. i thought that was awesome did you did you guys think the visuals were okay okay like, I, I thought like they were okay i i wanted more like there were some moments that i'm like oh my gosh that's really nice like where uh they visited the one king tribe uh the king's uh, kind in, of area in towards the mountains. The yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Baku. Like that reminded me like of a scene ripped right out of like Far Cry Four. Like I always thought that was a gorgeous backdrop for a movie or a video game. Well, and it's like you know this is all set in Africa, and when you think of Africa, you rarely think of you know snow covered mountains. Even though our, sure. you know, obviously at that altitude, Mount Kilimanjaro's got snow up there. So I thought that was a really neat but twist. To, yeah, to to your environment. I thought. It was tough to see at times, and we were talking like we we usually go to Regal for for these movies. We went to Flicks tonight. Dipson, <laughs> Dipson, yeah, you're oh, a Dipson. Regal's probably so upset at me right now. <laughs> yeah, you so didn't get any points, club. did you? No, I got no points. <laughs> we got an email to from the Regal Crown Club Club today that said we miss you, <laughs> legitimately. What? Yeah, sorry, but I thought. Um, I mean. It, it was okay, visually. I mean, am, am I alone in this? I mean, no. I, I see where you're coming from. There, there is, I guess, uh, a con when there's there's too much CGI though, and there's too much. Like, like for example, um, the Hobbit trilogy. 
Yeah, <laughs> for me, I was. I mean, yeah, the movie itself was like, eh, they added way too much stuff. But yeah, like you had um, actual but, physical orcs. Yeah, but a they ago. added so much, and you're just like, like, why did they throw this cartoon character into this movie? Like, it doesn't yeah. fit. Yeah. So I mean, I guess I, I was okay with it, but I see like your points, especially in the um, the ancestral plane. Where they were, yeah, like that. But ba- oh my backdrop gosh, it looked, looked like they like had like lines of screen, like yeah. coming down it. One or two times behind Forrest Whitaker's character, I thought oh, I yeah. was like, eh. especially at the waterfall, like where they were doing the yeah. duels. For the most part, it was okay because I wasn't looking at that. Yeah, if you're not looking for it, I mean, it, it blended in, all right? But. I- exactly. But I thought from T'Challa's point of view, that first shot of him as the camera pans around the back of his head and you see all the different layers or levels of people standing, I thought that was breathtaking. That was so cool. They're all wearing, uh, wearing different colored robes and clothing. And every Beautiful. time they came back to that <laughs> ritual, gauges. I thought it was nice because those outfits were consistent. Like Lupita came mm-hmm. back wearing the same thing she had before. So it was it was ritualistic. And I thought that was a nice thing where if that detail had been overlooked, we would have complained about it. But here, like it... Credit where it's due. That was a nice touch. Well, it was all in like a two-day period, wasn't it? The whole movie in like two days? Uh, good question. Uh, it like, might be a little more than that. Well, he came it's back not, it's not that far off, though. Yeah, yeah I would say. It's within a week. A Let's just say that. <laughs> just <laughs> think, to be safe, it's within a week. I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, any, anyone else we got to touch on? Uh, a couple other actors. Um, I wanted to say Njobu, who is T'Chaka's brother was played by Sterling K. Brown. He is on This Is Us, and he does a phenomenal job on that show. Um, his accent was really good, too. I feel like a lot of the actors in this movie did a wonderful job on the accent, um, particularly him because he's American, and I know that. I've heard him speak in his regular accent. So felt like they went to uh, almost like the dialect class together. Definitely. <laughs> they had to because you know? they were really yeah. good. Um, I, can, I can see that. Also, Forrest Whitaker as Zuri was really good. He was. Yeah, I like I liked his character. I feel like he was a little bit a little bit like his character in Rogue One. Like he he did a lot of the same kind of thing. Like he was a respected older person. <laughs> he, sure, had, he had a similar like a death. character though in that role. Yeah. Where he like kind of pushed the story forward in Agreed. its own way. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I think that's, that's about, about it. it. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think uh, we'll come back just for, for one more segment to wrap things up. We, we want to talk about how this affects the MCU uh, as well as briefly touch on those two post-credit scenes or one mid-credit, one after. Uh, one uh, one other thing we want to plug on here, uh, by the time you're hearing this, if you go to youtube.com slash the Geekiverse, you'll be able to see our video review for Black Panther. Uh, so you'll be able to enjoy that uh, if you prefer that sort of content. But uh, we'll be back in just a moment after these words. Before we get to your regularly scheduled programming, I want to remind you that we have an email list that you can subscribe to for free and we won't spam you and you'll get constant geek updates right to your inbox. Check it out on thegeekiverse.com. All right, let's get to the show. Welcome back to segment three of our Black Panther spoiler cast. Tom, Pavlok, Jamie, and Josiah here. Uh, we just want to touch on a few last things before we wrap up the show. Uh, overall, uh, don't care who goes first, how do you guys think this affects the Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward, potential Black Panther sequels, uh, and in just three short months, Avengers Infinity War? 
Well, the I mean, the big one off the time ahead is now Wakanda is no longer isolated. It's going global. It's no longer the best kept secret. Right. Um, and I feel like if you're spreading the vibranium, that's going to have both positive and negatives. Uh, when you when you spread your knowledge and your resources like that, it means that your allies get it, but it also makes it easier for your enemies to get it. So it does. It's I'm sure Wakanda is going to have um, more opposition as time goes on. And I, I, you know, I don't think this is the, you know, the, it's almost like the story's just beginning for T'Challa as king. He's going to, he's going to run into some more hurdles here and there. So I, this is something I, I kind of noticed. I don't know if I'm just making it up, but with uh, Infinity War, it always felt to me like they were going to kill off a major character and really kill them off. And I feel like that's Captain America. So in that sense, the Avengers need a new leader. I think it's got T'Challa written all over it. Oh, yeah, he's a king. I mean, he is so leader like. And even in the, the trailer, his brief uh, appearance for Infinity War, when he points and says, get that man a shield, it feels like he's the guy. Yeah, but can he balance basically ruling an entire kingdom and running the Avengers at the same time? I think he can. Oh, okay. But, and his father said, you have to have good support around you. Oh, yeah, that's right. And maybe with Lupita's character, maybe she. She's queen at some point. Right, she's, yeah. She's, yeah. So uh, it's feasible <laughs> from a logistical standpoint. She's going to have a very busy schedule. <laughs> man, that poor man. He's, he's 40, you know. Uh, I, I would say t- touching on the uh, technology again, um, as far as like the timeline in this Marvel Universe here, a lot of what we've seen in, in the movie we just saw, Black Panther, we've kind of seen elements of it in other movies, with with Tony Stark and with um, uh, uh, Agents of Shield, yeah. and they have that like invisible jet. So it's almost like um, the United States, in particular, has some of this technology already, but they're not sharing it in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like now that it's kind of out there, are, are we going to be seeing like a New York City in the style of Wakanda? Are we going to be seeing the hover cars and like the the mining updates and? Oh. Oh, okay. All so this, this stuff. Moves it into like a new phase. Yeah. Of. So is it gonna be more like sci-fi Marvel, or right. are we gonna be see like kind of like Wakanda's Rome, and we're gonna see the fall of Wakanda? <laughs> I mean, what, what's gonna happen with this technology exposure, like you guys touched on? But yeah. I feel like some countries, like I said, already have this, and they're just like they know, like okay, we probably shouldn't share this in, like information. <laughs> I love the <laughs> which Wakanda has the same idea. Well, so. that's very true. Like, there's got to be balance. Um, I love the comparison to El Dorado. I, I thought that was that was, that cool. was a really nice thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie, where's this going with the MCU? Does this have a major effect? Uh, what's going on? I kind of feel like you guys touched on everything I would say, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right then. No, I think the technology is going to affect everything. They were such a like happy, peaceful country when they were a secret, and now they're going to share everything with everyone. And I just feel like it's going to backfire hugely even though he's trying to do good for the world well one positive i do see coming out of it it's coming at a very opportune time um for infinity war because thanos when he comes to earth he's gonna be going after the entire globe and we already see that there's multiple fronts to that battle so if wakanda is going to outfit other countries and other nations with vibranium and their technology i'm sure that's going to be used extensively to fend off thanos's forces 
So like, sure. as long as there's an alien threat, the world can like come together and be like, okay, hopefully, well, well, hopefully. let's all work together and stop this. And then once they're gone, then we'll fight some more. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for that's Infinity kind War. of what just happened in this movie. Yeah. So we get yeah. Eric. Picture, Eric is the alien, oh. and he comes in and threatens their world. Everyone's like, hey, get and out! They turn against each other. Yeah. Two extra scenes. Uh, I I kind of had the feeling they weren't going to get too too much into any Infinity War stuff, which mm-hmm. is disappointing to me. But uh, what did we think of those overall? Along I'm with Stan Lee's appearance, by the way, in <laughs> the middle of the movie, which was I great. wanted to tell you uh, what Stanley was credited as um, Thirsty Gambler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds about right. right. Sounds about right. <laughs> His usual role in the Marvel <laughs> movies is something shady. <laughs> that was so. a good one. I was waiting for it. Uh, the So the first scene. He didn't say anything the creepy, though, so I, I kind of liked that. <laughs> yeah. Always yeah. good. Or did you? <laughs> <laughs> so T'Challa makes his uh, appearance there at the, at the UN, right? Right, that fir- that mid-credits scene. Um, I really like that. Um, you and I agree, Josiah. We want to see more of that in the finale, like immediately following um, their uh, usurping of Killmongers. I wanted more of that for sure. Yeah. More wind down. Right. Like we said, you know, they're um, a tumultuous couple of days for an entire kingdom. I want to see the fallout from that. I want to see how they slowly piece the kingdom back together. And it was too close. I think uh, like the climax was too close to the end of the movie. It was, it was a very quick wrap up. Yeah. Just a little bit. Uh, before I forget too, I thought the the music in this was wonderful. Oh, it was. Oh yeah, the um, Killmonger's. Uh, anytime he was on screen, his villain music was like hip hop. Yeah, it was. It different. was so cool. Pat, like you mentioned, it wasn't like the traditional Hollywood score. No, there weren't. Uh, in terms of instrumentals, there wasn't a lot of like horns or trumpets in the background. A lot of percussive instruments. I love um, that. Drums. So yeah, it was. Well, that was all uh, Kendrick Lamar though. He did the whole thing, didn't he? Thought so? I yeah. did not know that. That's yep. cool. All yeah, the cheap, he, he wrote, the thing, wrote the whole thing. All the chanting in the background um, just evoked, you That's know, tribal cool. it was aesthetics. The, it was wonderful. It was like the kind of like what you would picture African heritage to be in a mm-hmm. in a futuristic setting. Yeah, with with the technology, it's like modern hip hop with yeah traditional roots. Like that was really really awesome how that was done. Like I, it was all about that. I, that's a soundtrack. Like I would love to pick up. Um, so. The the second scene. Did you guys all know that was going to be Bucky? No, I no, did. I, I totally, totally did. What's going on? Yeah, I, it, I mean, if it had to be, if it, if they were going to show anyone else from the MCU in this, I thought it's got to be Bucky because I mean he's yes. there. We know he's there. I didn't realize. Do you think they're uh, they're setting him up to be Cap? Uh, I I'm so afraid to say yes to that because I love I love Chris Evans as Cap. It's got to end at some point. I know it is, but I don't want it to. <laughs> no, no. I well, feel like he's going to die, though. Winter Soldier. Yeah. I, Bucky? Oh, oh you think, think Bucky's Bucky's Bucky will die. die? I think Bucky will die. I feel like he's just... I don't like the emotion he, he's, be been, he's been through so much, and everyone's like, okay, we finally got him back, and he's safe, and then let's just kill him. <laughs> there have been several opportunities where I feel like he could have at this point. Yeah, I mean, but they keep bringing him back, so I feel like if they're going to bring him back to replace Captain America, I don't know. I just don't see it. Oh, all right. Well, it, it that might be Maybe I just want him to die. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we may need a, a predictions podcast for that. So uh, we want to know what you thought of Black Panther. Definitely uh, get in touch with us. Get in the conversation. Talk to us on social media. Uh, leave some comments on Lou's review, whether you agreed with it or not. We, we'd love to know. Uh, wrapping up, we'll talk about where we can find everybody on uh, on social media. I don't think we're missing anything. I think we went through the entire list here. So... I uh, believe so too. Jamie, what's uh, what's going on in the Geekiverse for you? Uh, where are you on Twitter? 
On Twitter, you can find me at Jamie Lynn Leroy. Um, for the Geekiverse, I recently wrote an article called The Top Five Characters in a Wrinkle in Time. Um, you might be surprised reading my list of who my favorite characters were in the book, but I did defend my choices. So Sorry, our next spoiler <laughs> cast, fun. A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah, I'm looking first, so forward to that. First, first weekend in March? Yeah. Yeah, and then um, A Series of Unfortunate Events Season 2 on Netflix. Um, that is airing at the end of March, and after that is out, I will be writing the review for that. Good stuff. What uh, what can fans spend their money on if they want to fans, support the Geekiverse? Fans can spend their money. <laughs> uh, you can go to patreon.com slash the Geekiverse. Um, if you like what you see with our website, give us a little support. <laughs> uh, as little here, as... I mean, that would be great too. Well, yeah. Maybe you don't like it, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Um, as little as a dollar per month keeps the lights on. We have um, a few different levels. There's a dollar, a five dollar, ten dollar, and you get different rewards with each subscription amount. So goes a long check way for us. Mm-hmm. A very long way. We'd appreciate that. Pavlak, what's going on in the Geekiverse for you? Well, um, you've got a wrestling column. I do. I have a new wrestling column. Strong style for all covers. New Japan Pro Wrestling. I've been I've been enjoying that. I am gearing up for hosting the panel for the Young Bucks when they come here to Nickel City Con in May. So I, I I've I've really fallen in love with New Japan Pro Wrestling, and I cover that for every major event that they do. So if you are a fan of that or you want to learn more about it, I encourage you to read that uh, every time I write about it. Also, starting in May, we will be releasing the first in my. First series of novels, The Legend of Light, book one, Echoes of Light, will release in May. Um, and I'm very thankful to be partnering with the, with the Geekiverse for that. It's going to be an exciting time. Uh, do we mention you on Twitter? At Jeffrey no, uh, at Jeffrey Pops. Good stuff, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's coming up for the Geekiverse? Well, uh, we got Geek Madness coming up, which is our annual tournament pitting your favorite fictional characters against one another uh tournament style like just like the real march madness single elimination one gets pitted against the other you vote for who is the best or who you think who is your favorite and they advance on through and that's the that's the perfect time now so if you want to go represent your character your favorite character franchise whatever it may be uh go to the geekiverse dot uh envy dot store Store.envy. My bad. <laughs> it's thegeekiverse.storeenvy.com. God bless you, Pavlok. All of our t-shirts are 10 bucks right now, so yes. choose your favorite franchise, character, quote, whatever it may be, and go represent your favorites. Also goes a long way for us. Uh, TK, what's going on? You, you've written a lot this month of the Geekiverse. Um, I'm kind of all over the place with what I write. I yes. kind of have a short attention span, so I'm just like, hey, look at this. You have to um, in this business. Yeah. So I recently did a Altered Carbon review, which is a new show, newer show released on Netflix. Um, I've been covering announcements for new movies coming out. Um, I have a new board game obsession, so I've been yes. slowly buying board games and card games and reviewing those you know, in my free time. Um, Gotta love it. So I'm kind of all over the place. So look out for my stuff. Um, I do. I just opened a Twitter recently. I had <laughs> no idea. Open a Twitter. Oh, you're on Twitter. I, I, I actually I didn't know. Twitter. I, I have like <laughs> gonna have to follow, follow you. Um, he followed like four follow people. Tom. If you want to be um, past number three for followers, I am at Tom, Tom underscore Colbert. Colbert with a K. Um, I'll be adding you. But that's it. Also, obviously, tell your friends about us. Follow us on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and whatever else we're on. Good stuff. Um, <laughs> you keep it in the underscore tradition for the Geekiverse. 
<laughs> so uh, one one last thing here I wanted to mention as well. Uh, one, of, one of my best friends, Adam Bartle, uh, he's a currently enlisted member of the United States Navy. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much, uh, Adam, and anyone who serves. We really appreciate you. We couldn't do what we do without you. Anyway, he saw Black Panther yesterday and felt he needed to text me his review. Uh, Bardo, I love you. It's all over the place, man. Uh, anyway, he said um, he thought Black Panther was uh, super likable overall. He thought this was one of the most well-rounded movies in the MCU, and I can uh, I can get behind that. And he said for, for not coming from like a comic book background, he's he's learned a lot from it. Um, and he, he doesn't care for Iron Man. He also wanted to tell me. <laughs> really? <laughs> he's a big Walking Dead fan, though, so he appreciated that um, in terms of Angela Bassett. Uh, but fun, fun stuff. Deny. Deny? Deny, yeah. Oh, he mentioned something else about Angela. I, I, well, she's I, not Walking uh, Dead. Deny Guerrera is no, 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 no. I, I bridged those two portals. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I, I, was, I was all over the place as much as Bardell's uh, text review was. I there. can only imagine what that looks like. So, Adam, we love you, miss you. Uh, keep going strong in the Navy there. Um, in terms of uh, myself, I'm at Josiah D. Leroy on Twitter. I've got a lot going on. Uh, it's probably Star Wars based if I'm writing anything for the Geekiverse. Uh, but uh, you can catch. My uh, my weekly series on YouTube.com slash TheGeekiverse, and that is uh, Geek Bits. So it's a quick video, just a, a random tidbit. Obviously, like I said, if it's me, it's Star Wars. Uh, so I hope you enjoy that. For The Geekiverse, we are Facebook.com slash TheGeekiverse. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, Twitter, we are at the underscore Geekiverse. And Instagram, uh, we are just... The Geekiverse. The Geekiverse. No underscores there. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we'd appreciate you uh, uh, checking out all of that, telling your friends. We've got to actually do a quick roll up the rim to win. If you don't know what this is, uh, we have a coffee shop named, it's a chain, uh, Tim Hortons in our area. Canadian chain. Canadian chain. We are practically in Canada here. Oh, I got a little coffee left. Hang on. That's good. Anyway, so uh, it's a promotion. You literally roll up the side of the cup, and you got to do it the right way. Because biting it like savages. I bit mine like a savage, and I now mine's all wet. I gotta, pl- <laughs> <laughs> I gotta play again. I unfortunately got an ice cap, so I don't have... You lose immediately. There's no rim to roll up. Well, mm. as usual, I got a uh, please play again. Um, <laughs> I only... I, 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 I won one coffee this year. That's because I found one on the ground. And it was <laughs> it was a window-free the coffee. So. Well, I won a coffee, too, because that's what mine is right here. Oh, <laughs> hey. the one in three. Or four, if you include Jamie's clear she plastic coffee. But, uh, Lord, my wife went... Uh, one for 28 two years ago. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> She's like, it doesn't even make sense. Did one Don't they say one in six? It used to be. Well, I mean, you're not going to be the know, one she was every like, six on, times. That doesn't add up. It, I want that Honda Civic. want that Honda Civic. <laughs> I worked at a Tim Hortons for three years, and I never saw anybody win anything more than coffee. Yeah. Oh, so. my gosh. <laughs> Millions of free coffee, just not in Buffalo. Ridiculous. <laughs> so in March, we've got a lot of podcasts coming up. We'll have all our typical podcasts, but we're going to have spoiler casts for A Wrinkle in Time, Tomb Raider, uh, Titanfall 3, and Ready Player One. Stop it. Stop it. It makes Pop Lock so mad, and it's oh. one of my greatest joys in life. Uh, <laughs> <so> public. <laughs> I can't even. I can't. Okay. It's Pacific Rim I'm talking about, people. You're darn right it is. It's, listen, if did you play? No, you wouldn't have played the original Titanfall because it was only Xbox One. I did not play it. Okay. I know what it is. I haven't played it. Though. The in, there's not really a story, but in what they think is the like single player kind of campaign, <laughs> like they're like John Boyega's character is totally there. Like I'm gonna find it, and you're gonna 
take back everything you've ever said to me that was well, like, I, no, I'm not. I'm not because Pacific Rim came out before Titanfall. It's, Titanfall was in production first. You son of a gun. I would dispute that actually because be I'm sure Pacific podcast. Rim. <laughs> oh my gosh, what's with you, man? <laughs> fun, fun, fun. So thank you for sticking with us. We really appreciate you for Jamie, Tom, Pavlock. I'm Josiah. We will see you guys soon. <laughs>